Jesus in the everyday me and you. The good news and shoes. This is the good news station, WCNO, Palm City. Join Pastor Trevor Banks and On to Perfection at 7.45 a.m. Monday through Friday right here on WCNO. and have a desire for your child's education to include Christian values and principles, then we want to meet you. Golden Rule Academy offers small class sizes, caring Christian educators, sports, and both accelerated and paced ESE programs. Free K-12 grade scholarships are available and going fast. Call today, 464-1597. Again, that's 464-1597. Golden Rule Academy, training up children in the way they should go for over eight years. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly served the United States Marine Corps and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth, whether you're looking to buy, sell or rent a home, a first-time home buyer or an investor. Letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarbis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This week, Pastor Jason will be speaking on the love of the Father. So grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. I mean, God wants us to walk humbly before each other. Amen? And number five, if you want to live a fruitful life of longevity that will sustain your life and cause you to reach for greater things, come on, amen, then you have to maintain a level of personal worship and intimate fellowship with God. you got to be able to pray to God, prayer to God, worship God. You cannot be a consistent, fruitful believer. You can't have the fruit of the Spirit in your life if you don't have consistent fellowship with God. Somebody say, i got to pray. You have got to pray if you're going to maintain. Please don't come and complain about how bad it is when the last time you prayed to God and worshipped God was a month ago. Hmm? Come on, somebody. Help me. Amen. 
And I believe there's no better example of that in Scripture than the Apostle John, who after many years is walking as a believer and a follower of Christ, and here he is, 90 years old, and he's still encountering Jesus in ways that impacts his life. He's still having God encounters with him. And, and, and these encounters that he's having at 90 years old are still impacting the world that we live in today. How many of we live in a world full of quick fixes? Everybody loves self-help books. We're going to watch Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz, and we just, I mean, we're going to we gather all the information, and then we don't know what to do with it. Matter of fact, we've turned church into events where motivational speakers come in and motivate us to live a better life. Is this okay? Is everybody all right? I'm not losing nobody, am I? How many of you know that the real secret of life is not somebody giving you five steps to an easy marriage? Because how many know that does not exist? The real secret to your life is allowing your life to have a committed place of time and interaction with the Holy Spirit. That's the secret to your life. Amen? And the Holy Spirit, watch this, He doesn't teach us from some formula of how to become the man or woman of God that God intended you to be, but the Holy Spirit begins to teach us through personal interaction as He moves and He shapes our life with truths that we bring in. As we study the Word, as we come to church, as we fellowship, He begins to work it all together in our life so that good fruit can come out of it. That's the work of the Holy Ghost. Amen? And He does this along the way as we walk on this journey with Jesus. So as we're on the journey, we're becoming more like Him. We sound more like Him. We act more like Him. We become distinctive in our nature that when people see us, they go, I wonder if that's how Jesus is. Hmm? In other words, a continual commitment to allowing the Holy Spirit of God to shape us, to mold us, comes by having a regular relationship with Him. Somebody say it's all about relationship. I'm going to give you three things this morning, and then we're going to get out of here, okay? Three things, and I'll be out of your way. The first one is this. John had a revelation of Jesus. Somebody say a revelation of Jesus. John had a revelation of Jesus. And more importantly, I want to begin to work through this passage of Scripture that I've given you to you this morning because I don't want you just to see that he had a revelation of Jesus, but I want us to see how he begins to reveal that revelation of Jesus to us as we begin to read his books that he wrote. Amen? Look in verse 9. Here's what he says. He says, I, John, your brother and your companion. That's pretty interesting to me because this is John. This is John the Apostle. Let me lay a little bit of groundwork with you this morning because I just want to tell you a little bit about John for those of you that don't really know who John was in the Bible. John is a very interesting character. First of all, John is one of the original 12 disciples of Jesus. He was with Jesus. He was, he was called to follow him, and he would become one of the original apostles of the church. John was one of the original 12. How many know that's pretty close to Jesus? Amen. He was the youngest of all disciples that began to follow Jesus. Most scholars believe that John was somewhere around 15 or 16 years old when he laid down his fishing nets and he said, okay, I'm going to follow you when Jesus said, hey, follow me. I mean, that's pretty young. Somebody say youth group. Come on, how many know Jesus took a youth group and turned the world upside down? We forget that sometimes. Come on, amen. He used a bunch of teenagers and some early 20-somethings. He left his father's business to follow Jesus as a young man. He's, he's the only apostle that was not martyred. 
All the other apostles were martyred. I mean, oh, Judas, uh, he lost his estate because he committed suicide. The other ten disciples, all of them, died pretty quickly right into the middle of the book of Acts, towards the end of the book of Acts. They were martyred for the sake of, 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 of the gospel. Amen? In fact, John's brother James, they were both the sons of Zebedee. His brother James was the first apostle that was ever martyred in the New Testament, somewhere around Acts chapter 12. John lived to be over 100 years old. Come on now. I mean, he went through a lot of Roman emperors, at least six or seven. Think about that now. <laughs> he survived Nero. <laughs> Amen. He lived through all that. Amen. He was the longest living apostle. He lived all the way up to the end of the very first century. In fact, the book that we're reading from this morning, the book of Revelation, and listen, for all you Bible students in the house, it's not the book of Revelations. It's the book of Revelation. And it's not plural. Amen. In fact, Revelation chapter 1 says it's not the revelation about the beast. It's not the revelation about demons. It's not the revelation about angels. It's not the revelation about the Antichrist. It's not the revelation about all kinds of stuff. But Revelation chapter 1, verse 1 says that this book is the revelation of Jesus Christ. So the whole revelation is the revelation of Jesus. Amen? He's finding Jesus in a way like we've never been able to find him before. Amen? Now John had an understanding of who Jesus was. Because John's father was a man named Zebedee. Zebedee had a fishing business, which apparently was a pretty successful fishing business because when all the boys laid down their nets to follow Jesus, he hired some more people to take their place. Come on, you got to be somewhat successful to hire some folks to work for you. So obviously he had a pretty successful fishing business. But his father was Zebedee, and his mother was a lady named Salome. Everybody say Salome. Now everybody in Scripture and Bible scholars are not real sure who Salome is. There's two lines of thought on who she could be. The first one was that Salome and Joseph, the stepfather of Jesus, that Joseph's stepfather had been married previously to Mary, and they had a daughter, and his wife had died, and that's why he ended up with Mary, and the daughter's name was Salome. That's one of the theories that are out there. That's not what most scholars believe. Most people don't believe that account of who she was. But most scholars believe that Salome was Mary's sister, the mother of Jesus. Y'all know who Mary is, right? Had the baby Jesus. Her sister was Salome, and she was married to Zebedee, and she had these two sons, James and John, which means that James and John would have been Jesus' first cousins. Come on, amen? So John knew him. John knew him growing up, and Zebedee would have been Jesus' uncle, so John knew him as a family member. John knew Jesus when John was a little kid. John knew Jesus when Jesus was a carpenter. But John saw Jesus for who he really was, and in the midst of that revelation about who Jesus was, his life began to be impacted by the revelation of who Jesus was. In fact, there are several things that John tells us. You know, John wrote five books in the New Testament. Somebody say five books. He writes the Gospel of John. He writes 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, the Epistles of John, and he writes the book of Revelation. Come on, somebody, help me, Amen. I mean, no, he writes the book of Revelation first. That's the first book that he pens. Then he writes the epistles. Then he writes the gospel of John. I know it's in backwards order in your Bible, but that's the order that he wrote them in. Amen? And they all come after the year 80 A.D. Somebody say 80 A.D. Hmm? And now, we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. 
Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church. There's a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group, there's something for everyone. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family. So all of a sudden, watch this, after Jerusalem had been destroyed, Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD. How many know, remember Matthew chapter 24, y'all know the big Matthew chapter 24 chapter, the, the chapter on destruction? where Jesus is prophesying, he says, he talks about there's going to be a great war, rumors of wars, nation will rise against nation, there'll be not one stone left upon another stone, kingdom will rise against kingdom, there'll be famine in the land. Well, for many of y'all that want to know this, and you take this into consideration, 70 AD was when that happened for the Jews. Jerusalem was utterly destroyed in 70 AD, amen? Completely destroyed, not one stone left on another. Everything, including the temple, was left in rubble. So the prophetic word to the Christian Jew had been fulfilled that Jesus had given in Matthew chapter 24. And most of the church at that point had become scattered throughout the entire world. If you were a Christian and you were in Israel, you were no longer welcome in Israel. John was one of the people that left Jerusalem. He left two years before the city was destroyed by Titus, and he left in 68 A.D., and he went to a city called Ephesus. And in Ephesus, that's where he begins to write. He begins to pen these letters. And he tells us things in the gospel that no other writer of the gospel ever told us. I mean, if John had not given us his gospel, we would never have known that you'd have to be born again. It's the only gospel of the four gospels where Nicodemus comes on the scene and he tells Nicodemus, in order to get to heaven, you must become born again. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John don't talk about the fact that Nicodemus came and had this encounter with Jesus and Jesus tells him that he has to be born again. But John tells us that Jesus teaches on the subject of being born again. It's God that teaches us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that it was God's love that motivated Jesus to go to the cross to become the sacrifice of all man's sin. That comes through the book of John. It was John chapter 4 that teaches us that Jesus is walking down the road and he comes up on a well and he begins to have an encounter with a Samaritan woman. The first time that we know that the gospel is multicultural. That it wasn't just for the, oh, come on, somebody help me, amen? It's John that tells us the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. Matthew, Mark, Luke never mentioned the fact that Lazarus was dead for four days in a tomb. John's the one that tells us that Jesus is the resurrection and the life long before he gets to the cross. Come on, amen? It was John who gives us the seven I am's of who Jesus said he was when he declared the deity of Christ. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. And I am the Son of God. He declared those things in John's book. Amen? It's John who begins his gospel, and it's the only book in the Bible that begins its book the same way another book in the Bible begins. It starts with three words. In the beginning. It starts, Genesis starts the same way John's does. They begin with the exact same words. Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. And he writes the gospel of John to answer a question. He writes the three epistles to answer a question that was being asked in the days of Ephesus there. Watch this closely. Everybody, everybody all right? Can I keep going? In Ephesus, by the time all the apostles are dead, 
The early church is being persecuted. Jerusalem has been destroyed. I get a picture of this. It's been completely destroyed. Most of the Christians left in Rome are being torched, lit on fire. Nero is lighting them on fire in the Colosseum. He's putting them in his backyard and pouring oil on them and lighting them and using Christians as lamps. Come on now, this is history. This ain't just in the Bible. He's feeding Christians to lions. Families are being destroyed. Christians are so persecuted that they're in hiding. They're living underground. And martyrdom is spreading across the globe like never before. And now you have this whole group of people rising up on the earth going, Well, Jesus wasn't never really here. He never really exists. He's a figment of your imagination. Somebody just made up this story about Jesus. He wasn't even a real person. He wasn't on the earth. He's something these Jews made up to try to get control of the world, to, to, to try to bring some comfort to their life because they've been so persecuted. So what they begin to do is they begin to question the humanity of Jesus, that he really wasn't here on the earth. At the same time, there was another group of people that began to rise up in the earth that began to question his divinity. Well, he wasn't God. He wasn't really the son of God. He was just some great prophet. He, he had some gimmick. He was a magician. He was like the magicians of Pharaoh back in the old days. He knew how to do all those tricks. He was just a great teacher. He was a miracle, but he really wasn't God. So now we got John, the oldest living apostle. He's a guy that's outlived everybody who was in the upper room when Pentecost came and 3,000 people got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Same John, amen. 3,000 people get born again, get set on fire with the Holy Ghost at the same time. He's lived through seeing a lame man get up at the gate. He's lived through the crucifixion. He's lived through the raising of Jesus Christ. He's watched miracles take place. He saw the 5,000 get saved in the book of Acts. He's watched the explosion of the gospel take root in Jerusalem and begin to spread all over the world. And now the gospel is being confronted culturally. People are rising up against it through doctrine, through philosophy been 80 years it's a lot like the day we live in today ladies and gentlemen on the treasure coast there's a lot of people to say well we might believe Jesus was here but he wasn't really God we don't really know if he's the son of God can you prove it come on amen but here's John and he's saying this I'm going to confront both of these things with the revelation of Jesus so he writes the gospel of John to let us know about the divinity of Jesus and he gives us the seven I am's he is definitely most assuredly God incarnate God who came in the flesh the word that was made flesh in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God hmm? hallelujah praise the Lord so John, in other words, John is addressing the fact that Jesus didn't just show up when Mary had a baby. He'd been here all along. He'd been here long before Mary had a baby. He just came in a different form for you and I so that he could take on the sins of the world. In fact, throughout the Old Testament, whenever you saw a scripture reference talking about the angel of the Lord, that was Jesus. Most of the time, that was Jesus, and people were having an encounter with Jesus. When Moses looked at the burning bush, and the burning bush began to speak to him, the voice that came out of this burning bush, that was Jesus. Jesus was speaking to him. The voice said, tell him, Moses said, who should I say is sending me? He said, you tell him that I am, that I am is sending you. Come on, Moses didn't necessarily meet the God, God the Father. God the Father was very hidden in the Bible. But what happened is Jesus showed up and he said, tell him, I told you to come. You tell him, I'm sending you. In fact, when John comes along and he writes his gospel, 
And the Pharisees and the Sadducees are beginning to question him. And they said, well, Abraham is our father. We've been, we go all the way back to Abraham. Our roots go all the way back to Abraham. Jesus said, boys, come a little bit closer. Let me just clue you in on something. I'm going to tell you something this morning. Before Abraham, I am. Come on, I know they got upset when he said it. Amen. Before there was ever an Abraham, I was already here. Before there was ever an Abraham, I was already working. I'm the author and the finisher of life. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Hallelujah. So Jesus said this to him. He said, I am the Son of God. So then John comes along and he begins to write his three epistles and the three little Johns to confront the people that didn't believe that Jesus was a human and that he even existed. That Jesus was not just fully God, but he was also fully man. Amen? In 1 John 4, 3, he makes this statement. In his spirit that does not confess that Christ has come in the flesh, watch this, is not of God. Did you hear me? Any spirit that does not confess that Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. So he begins, John 1, with these words, The things which we have seen, which our ears have heard, which our hands have touched, these things I write to you. This is what I'm writing to you about. In other words, John is saying to everybody and all of his listeners who are reading the letter, he's saying, guys, I'm not just giving you a report from something that I heard from somebody who heard it from somebody that happened to be there. I'm giving you a report from somebody that was there. I was there. I heard him. I saw him. I touched him. I was there when they pierced his hands with nails. I held his mother in my arms when they crucified him. I was right there. I know him fully as a man, and I know him fully as God, so that he became the chief sacrifice for all the sins of the world, all the sins of mankind. He is the Son of God. He is the way for every person who will believe on His name. He's the only way. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarbis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth Radio Broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, 
understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly served the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor. Letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2014 school year. If you live in St. Lucie County and have a desire for your child's education to include Christian values and principles, then we want to meet you. Golden Rule Academy offers small class sizes, caring Christian educators, sports, and both accelerated and paced ESE programs. Free K-12 grade scholarships are available and going fast. Call today, 464-1597. Again, that's 464-1597. Golden Rule Academy. Training up children in the way they should go for over eight years. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA-compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com, as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.